welcome to Better Than Boys. Hello. A podcast about anything better than dating and men and finding your bliss and a little bit of everything else in between. I'm your lovely co-host, Ryan Andrews. My other lovely co-host is... (laughs) Chloe Day. There we go. There we go. Hey, Ryan. Hello. Uh, We're so happy to be here talking to you today. We love to start off this podcast by uh, clarifying that while we call ourselves better than boys, we love boys. Love them. You love boys. Love boys. Our wonderful uh, guest today loves boys. Love them. Love them. It was a rough week with boys, but I do in general love Other boys. days yeah. than today, the yeah. vast majority of the time we love boys. Yeah. What we mean by better than boys is just anything in your life that you, you know, those times when you realize that, oh, you've let something hop in front of your passions and your priorities and the things that really make you you or really help you pursue your best and highest self, make you feel so sexy, strong, and empowered. Mm-hmm. Um yes. So, yeah, so that's what we're here to talk about is uh, today we have our very good friend, Rachel, on the show. Hello, Rachel. Hi, guys. Welcome to the pod. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> Rachel is a wonderful friend of ours. Um, we know each other for a while, but also she's a person that we think does really amazing things. And that's what we're here to talk about. Um, she also let us guinea pig our very first uh, unaired episode with her. So <laughs> she has a very special place in all of our hearts and minds. Um, but yeah, Rachel, say hello and uh, tell us a little bit about yourself. Hi, everyone. Um, I am a person who is um, currently finishing up their master's in creative arts therapy at NYU. Uh, I'm the artistic director of a theater company for adults with intellectual and developmental disabilities. And I really like rosé. Oh, oh yes, that's very rose. true. And we are here coming up on rosé season so once rose again. Season. If there is, okay. Honest truth, moment of honesty. Do we all drink rose year round, or is that, or do we try to? Because I mean, we both we're all three kind of pretentious uh, in the food and beverage side of things. So, moment of truth. I have slipped into rose off season, but I really mm. try and keep it season specific. Uh, I like That's that, true. Ryan. I'll comment. Like, I'll like come home with a guess what crazy thing I did. And it'll be a bottle of rose. Oh, like you'll try to sneak it in like um like a niche, like a novelty. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Guys, what if we had winter? What if we just did spring? It's like full snow outside. Full snow. Uh, Theme night totally, rose. Totally. Last time we were all together, we went with my rose substitute that I've realized is my new winter rose, which mm-hmm. is the Beaujolais, and we drank a solid three bottles. And I'm just really proud to know all of us. I think yes. it improved our guinea pig pilot episode. I know. Oh, it did. Yeah. It definitely it did. did. There's no way it didn't. Right. We'll release it on the Patreon. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Actually, I think we will release it on the Probably, Patreon. Yeah. yeah, I think that's a good thing. Okay, wonderful. Well, either way, we're really happy to have you here. Um, something that we want to go back to, and it's totally okay if we overlap with any of that secret content, um, but for for us, for our audience, when was the first time when you realized in your life that you were like what you were extremely passionate passionate about or what we say like what in your life was like really going to be just better than boys higher and more important yeah I mean this whole like grad school journey and the theater company I work for really came out of actually a breakup with someone who I found out was basically like 
having sex with most of New York. Um, oh, great. Just, like, and small Ryan, like, small coincidence, but a fun one. Ryan was actually the one to tell me that oh, I was being gosh. cheated on. So it's like a really full circle moment to be here talking about it. But it was really like, I think there's a Marilyn Monroe mm-hmm. quote that I'm about to butcher, but it's like mm-hmm. sometimes good things have to fall apart so better things can come, come back together. together. Right, right, right. And it was really a moment of that where I just mm-hmm. was absolutely devastated, but realized that I'd been just like losing myself in the relationship in trying mm-hmm. to keep someone that wasn't really prioritizing me or like wanting to be with me in a meaningful way and like desperately trying to hold on to that I sacrificed everything else and when that fell apart I sort of just was able to like come back to total like ground zero and be like okay like what do we actually want to be doing what is my life gonna look like and that's when I realized that I wanted to take my performance background and my love of theater and kind of transition that into something that could be my like lifetime career and I wanted to use that to help people and so that's what brought me here today. Well, yeah. Rachel is an incredible performer who went to the Boston Conservatory for Musical Theater. I mm-hmm. often make us watch videos of her performing after a couple bottles of rosé and because <laughs> you, you originally moved here to do the thing to do the acting thing yeah. and quickly was like nah not for me. Yeah. Um, which I find just so soothing instead of just like sitting in a hallway all the time right (laughs) well yeah I mean I think like I have a ton of friends who are still actively pursuing performing and I I think it's the most wonderful career I'm so Mm -hmm. um proud of all of my friends doing that I think I just realized for myself that it wasn't um as Marie Kondo would say sparking very much joy I was not the best Mm -hmm. version of myself and I loved theater I never stopped loving it I just knew I had to find a different way to use it that was going to make me feel like myself right totally we actually touched on that a little bit last week with Lisa because our focus with her was all the self-produced work that she's doing and trying to do and um all of her like music writing was just the motivation being like taking the power back from that process where you're like on the other side of the table and whatnot just doesn't work for everybody and it's not everybody's like you said it's not everybody's highest and best self and I really respect that decision I love it love a good self-producer and yeah and I mean for you you channel it to something so powerful which is like using so much of what we've come to understand is like your natural personality of just like being a really amazing listener and friend and like being a highly empathetic and soulful individual and beautiful and smart. I'm going to call you every morning. <laughs> Great. Really oh, oh, that's also true. Yeah. And I just feel like, yeah, you, you took all of those awesome natural gifts of yours and like brought it into what will be, you know, or whatever, whatever you want it to be. But, you know, it's definitely a yeah. career path that like, People do. People mm-hmm. pursue. Yeah. So I think, I think that's pretty amazing. Kudos, you. you. Kudos. Thanks. And I think too, like giving props to Ryan. I was just thinking through this while you were talking about, you know, um, your journey through actually finding this love, like through a process of a breakup, and how, like, if we triangulate our mutual breakups. Ryan is actually at the center of those things because (laughs) (laughs) Rachel and I, for uh, everybody at home, like both came off of like, because that was not a short relationship. That was a meaty multi-year endeavor, you know. Sure was. (laughs) Sure. (laughs) 
mm, feels good. <laughs> but but I mean, but on the like truly looking at the the silver lining of it all, like you came off of that multi-year endeavor. I was at the same time, right when we became friends, in the same exact boat. And it was really Ryan, you know, credit words do, who yes, might have ripped the band-aid off of that terrible situation. <laughs> but you know, for I think both of us definitely have, have provided like a lot of support and joy around kind of that brokenness that comes after something so painful and whatnot and it really has largely directly led to us all being here together so thanks right uh, thanks right just really wine witch wednesday uh, <laughs> it's true i mean it just says something about like friendships and how you support each other when you know life gets you down and i think that was a big motivating factor and why we wanted to talk to people outside of the patriarchy yeah, man. full circle man yeah lady I mean, for those at home, what Ryan said to me when he was about to tell me that my relationship was over was... (laughs) That your life was a lie. He was like, do you want to, do you want to know? And I was like, just tell me. And he goes, I'm getting in an Uber and coming over so you won't be alone. Also, this happened. I also invited myself over to Rachel's, a place I had never been. Took an Uber to the wrong street. Ran. Yes. But he arrived. Because she's, she's brave. Somehow, she's daring. After delivering this message, turned mm. it all around about me and my issues. So, you know. <laughs> Another it's skill support. set. It's all support. It's all support. <laughs> it's all in an effort to support the, the women in your life. And we yeah. appreciate that, right? Okay, um, okay. So great, great, great. I love that we will touch on that. But I do want to focus on because I know you just finished something huge, which is your 81-page thesis paper. I did. You did. Celebration. Cheers. Very exciting. Yes. What? What is, can you tell us, like, what is your thesis based on? Have I ever yeah. asked you that? In I don't know. I don't I'll think so. Let's go. Now let's for, find out now. Yeah, for everyone and for, for all you the and for all of us. They want to know. Everyone wants to know. <laughs> What's your thesis? So, like, what it's titled is, um, how can RASA be used as a devisement tool for therapeutic theater with adults with intellectual and developmental disabilities? What is RASA? Short read. Yeah. Short so, mm-hmm. <laughs> so to break that down a little bit, um, rasa is an Indian Sanskrit word, Sanskrit word, which means flavor, essence, juice, and it's like the mm. essence of our emotions, and it's in a performance, like an ancient Sanskrit performance manual, um, and then... Uh, in the 80s, it was transformed into a performance training tool called Rasa Boxes. And basically mm-hmm. what it is is nine boxes on a grid on the ground with core emotions or feelings in them. So love, anger, sadness, mm-hmm. joy, uh, surprise, you know, so just core words. Um, mm-hmm. And I have used it as a tool to basically form like emotional recognition and literacy and concretizing emotions and basically is an open lens to uh, facilitate storytelling with people who identify as having disabilities. Because in my experience with working with people with disabilities, often there are either very infantilizing questions, like Mm. what do you want to be when you grow up being asked to an adult? Or Mm -hmm. um, very leading questions to hear what we're comfortable hearing and what we want to hear. So like, Mm. do you want to get married? Or like just things that we're comfortable hearing from them rather than having them tell us the stories that they actually want to tell. And so by creating this kind of, or utilizing this open frame, they were able to tell me whatever stories they wanted to tell. So when was the time that you experienced that joy that we just embodied in the box? When was the time you experienced that anger that you just embodied in the box? Mm -hmm. When was a time when your body did what it did when we were acting out that feeling? 
And so then, you know, the stories that matter inevitably rise to the surface. And um, basically what I did after like two and a half months of storytelling using Rasa, Mm -hmm. I, um, with their permission, had recorded every single session Mm -hmm. and then took their words verbatim and transcribed them into a script to be performed um, and then gave them each an opportunity to take the stories that they're focusing on and conceptualize a solo piece that they would, um, you know, self-direct, self-choreograph. They would design the backdrop for so they have total ownership over the way in which their story is being told. So that's basically um, what I've been working on this year at Dream Street, mm-hmm. which is the theater company I work for in a new programming I developed called Platform Project. Um, and it's also what I wrote my thesis on. Oh, oh hey. I just yeah. so many chills. She used, one, so many big words. So many <laughs> so words. Many Girl words. is smart. Two, I want to sign up for this class. Yes. Great. Three. Ah, oh, you're so smart. You're so smart. I well, so wait, let's talk about, what is that? So what did you call it? Platform Platform project. Platform project. Yeah. So how long have you been doing that? Or are you about to start? Or what's, so how is it been going? Its, yeah, this is its second year. Um, so Dream also, Street does. Also, just a momentary pause. We're sorry. New York seems to be undergoing uh, its usual routine of serious maintenance and emergency. So uh, everyone at home, just enjoy our accompanying sounds. Constant maintenance, never... just like Const- us. Always, always have <laughs> maintenance. <laughs> yeah. On a side note, we're... <laughs> Constant minutes. Okay. Um, but yeah, so this is the second year of Platform Project. Um, mm-hmm. Dream Street Theater Company that I work for does uh, fully staged musicals with about mm-hmm. 30 adults who identify as living with disabilities. And Platform mm-hmm. Project is a smaller group um, through Dream Street that I've created. And basically the um, mission of it is to create a space for those individuals to tell their own stories and create shows that are therapeutic theater in nature in that they're devised and created by the performers and uh, just really centered around their own stories and what they want to like self-reveal to an audience. Ooh, that's amazing. Yeah. How cool is that? Do you guys have any programming coming up that's going to be... Oh, you guys have a show coming up, don't you? Uh, so Platform Project show is tomorrow, which... No way. For... I don't know when anyone in the world will hear It'll this. It'll probably be like a month, yeah. be like a so month ago, tomorrow, audience time. Today mm-hmm. in our world is March 22nd, so tomorrow mm-hmm. is March 23rd. Mm-hmm. But then at the end of May, or uh-huh. and by the end of May, I mean the beginning of May. Yes, of course. So like the weekend of May 12th, we're doing our mm-hmm. fully staged musical of Singing in the Rain. Oh, oh, classic. that's amazing. Is yeah. uh, is Nathan helping with that at all, or is he, he is. interested? He's always um, mm-hmm. around and helping. Mm-hmm. He will be... Um, Tomorrow, he will be selling tickets at the door, mm-hmm. um, but he frequently comes in and helps, especially with, like, stage combat things. Oh, that's wonderful. For yeah. context of anyone at home, Nathan is the particular boy um, that Rachel loves and holds dear in her life and also a mutual friend of, of Ryan and I's. Actually, a college college friend of Ryan and I's. College chums. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> College chums. College chums, but also a great guy and very interested and in, I'm sure helping wherever he can, uh, but has previously directed Singing in the Rain. So, yes. yes. Yeah, he, had, he was very helpful into it. in mm-hmm. like conceptualizing and helping me kind of figure out how to stage that. Yeah. Question, what what are the like major challenges? I mean, I know you do two major things, so just because I know we've kind of trailed along in conversation a little bit, but... For those of you at home, uh, 
Rachel, like during her time, and correct me, Rachel, if I'm wrong, focuses really in two major areas or works in two major areas, which is like, yes, she's in school and finishing school now, but she works during the days by day. Um, she is in place at a, a hospital. Mm-hmm. That full, is correct. Uh, and that's usually like Monday through Thursday, right? Yes, so that's right. Pretty much like full time. And then uh, and then it's evenings, nights, weekends, as as needed, whatever, you uh, serve as an artistic director, artistic directing member of, of Dream Street. And yes. so there are two different buckets um, of the work of the work that you do. Yeah. Um, but I was going to ask, you know, in terms of like challenges, when you're going through this kind of work, I mean, maybe we can speak a little bit to obviously like with a lot of confidentiality, no names or specifics, <laughs> you know, your work at the hospital, like what are some challenges that you've you've found like applying this kind of art therapy and then I guess like discoveries too. Yeah. So um, during the day, the the internship that Chloe's talking about uh, that I'm doing now is in an acute care setting. So people mm-hmm. um, basically having um, a psychotic breaker episode um, and are being hospitalized. So mm-hmm. um, they're inpatient. They stay there. And I am working as a creative arts therapist there. And I think what's been most challenging um, with doing that as well as Dream Street mm-hmm. is just the demands of being so available to people in that you you really table your own needs and to be doing that at work and then after at, at Dream Street as well to really kind of um, put yourself in like the passenger seat and just mm-hmm. like be an open slate for receiving what other people have um, to discuss has just been new and like a something to navigate. I wouldn't yeah. trade it for the world. It's amazing. Um, it's also very different. Like people in the midst of psychosis are very different from people with disabilities. Like people with psychosis are often kind of either pushing you away or projecting something like a family member or someone from their life onto you. So you mm-hmm. take on the role of someone in their life mm-hmm. because of the delusions they're dealing with. Um, or they want you to like get away from them. And then I go to Dream Street and it's like hugs first, talk second. So it's an entirely different um, need from me, but it's right. still being very available. I don't know how, kudos to you, man. <laughs> I go home from serving a table and I'm like, God, table five was so annoying. And I tell that same story for like three days and you're like, Dealing with much heavier things. <laughs> yeah, but it's also fun. I mean, like, mm-hmm. just to give you kind of an idea, I think sometimes people are like, what is even, because more specifically, I'm a drama therapist. So, mm-hmm. like, what that looks like, um, just to give an example, like you said, with, like, avoiding any confidentiality issues, like, yeah. a group I ran this week was um, a superhero group. So I came into the room, and I was like, guys, wow, welcome. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much for coming to the 2019 National Superhero Convention. Mm-hmm. It's so great to have you here. And I had, like, prop microphones, and I interviewed everyone and was like, what's your superhero name? Tell us about your powers. And it just, like, gives them an opportunity to play and yeah. be, and also to think of their strengths. Like, what are you super good at, right? Because, yep. like, even in your darkest moment, like, you're super, everyone's super good at something. Totally. And it's, like, having someone really make you tap into that. And also, like, you get to laugh. Like, these people are having maybe the mm-hmm. worst week of their life. And so, like, everyone else on the staff out of necessity and doing their job correctly is focused yeah. on medicine and overall health and well-being. And, like, I get to be, like, the fun, weird art lady who, like, has paints and, like, Place. <laughs> and I they're like, uh. 
are we gonna play music? And I'm like, we can. Like, <laughs> we can do that. Just like um, an infinite supply of paintbrushes in your hair. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes. Like, yes. Like the Miss Frizzle of arts therapy. That's I, how I envision it. I uh-huh. often feel like her. Yeah. <laughs> you, <laughs> I channel you would her. be a solid uh, live action Miss yeah, Frizzle for sure. I would love it, to for be. those of you not able to see Rachel, you know, stalk her on the internet. She looks like she's a shoe in. <laughs> she's um, a shoe in. <laughs> Um, that's, that's amazing. And I think too, like that idea of being super, like I've been really obsessed. I listened to Lori Harder's podcast, uh, earn your happy a lot. And one of the things that she, or like a piece of terminology that she uses all the time, that's familiar to maybe others, but was new to me is the idea of permission, like giving yourself permission to be or do or feel or whatever so many ways. And for ever so many psychologically complicated reasons of myself, like that is really vital to me. And I am able to accomplish so much more by like uh, utilizing, leveraging this idea of permission in, in a way that works for me. So, like, luckily, I'm also confident enough to like give myself permission for anything, but just having that process. Uh, um, so connecting that to the idea of like superheroes is like, I think it also gives them if they're having the worst week of their life. I mean... I, I don't I couldn't imagine what a certain individual's going through, but I can relate to the idea of like the worst weeks of my life that I'm thinking of, like are the last times I would ever be able to see anything super about myself. Mm-hmm. But you're giving them like a fun prompt that doesn't really have anything to do with what they've gone through directly. You know right. what I mean? Right. And so they're able to give themselves permission to say something super about themselves. Because mm-hmm. it's part of the game. It's not necessarily like feel to feel like it wouldn't feel like braggadocious or threatening or anything like that to acknowledge something. It's yeah. Yeah. I think that's a, I don't know. I think that must be such a powerful thing to both say, do and witness and lead is uh, moving people into a position where they're able to like acknowledge something really positive in the midst of something that could probably be really devastating. Yeah. And Mm. also just to like, you know, laughter is the best medicine, like give people permission to have fun. Um, everything else about being in the hospital is so serious and so heavy and so like let's Mm. not for a minute like let's play something right we're in a totally different space now yeah not that clinical whatever space you were just in let's not do that let's imagine well i think that's amazing so in terms of like what's next obviously we talked about is it may 12th dream streets producing singing in the rain it's yeah it's that weekend so well, it is at Brick in Brooklyn, um, but if you're curious about Dream Street, I would encourage you to go to uh, dreamstreetnyc.org. Um, Dream Street Theater Company is also on Facebook and Instagram. Amazing. I love that. And then um, we're going to hop into our weekly game in a moment. Um, but I was going to ask you, besides Singing in the Rain, what do you have coming up around the corner? Is there something that you're doing in, later in the summer? Or you just, or I guess, when is like school officially finished? What's what's going on? I have seven weeks of classes left, and then I graduate. Oh, oh my gosh. Which is very exciting. Um, and then Nathan, who we just mentioned, and I are going to Italy for two weeks. Oh, oh I forgot. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah, so oh. I'm very excited about the, all of the wine to be had there yes of course of yeah. course it's a wine themed episode yeah. to mention. <laughs> oh oh let's yeah. do you know what when you get back we should have you back on and we will reenact our uh wine bottle drinking episode yeah. for everyone yeah. i mean i don't arm. think there's anything wrong with that but also we can catch up with what's going on with dream streets like fall season and Yay. whatnot too okay cool um so we're gonna play a little game and we are gonna play mash we are playing right. mash 
A game you may remember from your childhood that would tell you if you were going to live in a mansion, an apartment, a shack, or a house. Mm-hmm. What kind of car you would drive. Mm-hmm. Whomst you would marry. Mm-hmm. And how many children you would have, all by just swirling around in your notebook instead of listening to Miss Harris teach you about history. Mm-hmm. I've heard it's mm-hmm. really accurate as super, well. Super, super Oh, there's accurate. no way yeah. it's not accurate. Okay, Rachel, so I'm passing you a notebook. Um, we have dictated MASH at the top of it. I'm going to check with the internet just to make sure we're not missing any important categories. But I think the way that this needs to go is you're about to write down potential partners. So okay. what we've done is write MASH, and then we've numbered one, two, three several times. The first group of three, you're going to fill in potential partners, two people that would be desirable, one uh, less desirable situation. Uh, the second category will then be the number of children that you would have. And again, something intimidating or and then two things that would be, you know. More welcome. <laughs> and then the type of car that you'll drive. Go crazy. Go crazy. Go crazy. crazy car. Um, I just wish I, like, knew. I know. I was, was going to say that again. Like... I was like, I would fail at this. I'd be like, mm, so shiny a, a black. Bug and a limo. Mm. So, <laughs> yeah. Like Truly, a, honestly, I could name nice most of the cars from yeah. Gone in 60 Seconds. And that's, like, the extent. No, not, like, as a cool thing. Like, that is my one context for cars (laughs) and it's probably outdated but they are old cars so i think it it sounds like convincing yeah yeah should my future boyfriends be oh i have my actual boyfriend oh that's 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 nice any partner um last time i think we definitely incorporated like some of my favorites that being you could do mr gosling was on there Oh, oh yeah, Gosling. that's a good what one. A nice man to look he's at. He's an all-time. I think he's <laughs> nice. Yeah, oh, I think he's nice too. Yeah. You know who I also think is nice is mm. Justin Baldoni, who's from uh, Jane the Virgin. Oh, yeah. I will bring him up like other episodes, yeah, I but bet like he's nice. he and his wife Emily just have like a really good thing going have on. Have you watched their full YouTube proposal? Stop. It's about seven years long, but worth it. And I encourage you. <laughs> There's to watch. no version of this story in which I don't watch yeah. that. <laughs> yeah. So oh, my, my good. third person is um, Anthony from Queer Eye. I don't know oh my gosh! Familiar, I love him. So. Yes, you know what? And is, is Nathan uh, a bad choice on this list? Um, no, I'm stacking the odds in my favor because I think I deserve it. So. Yeah, I think that's a really <laughs> yes. good idea. You just finished a thesis. Yeah. Also, Anthony just totally came into his own this season. Yeah. I don't know about you guys. I think it was the food-related or food-interested uh, people in the episodes, but I just really was getting life from Anthony, or yeah. An- Anthony so who lives in Brooklyn, I believe, if my if my recollections are correct. <laughs> It's like a normal, like, not... It's fine. Okay, back to the game. Back to the game. (laughs) You know. Anthony, another time. Uh, Okay, so we're drawing a spiral. I'm drawing a spiral? We are drawing a spiral. And now we're going to count... Stop. Stop. Good work, Ryan. One, two, three, four, five, six. Six. One, two, three, four, five, six. I cross it out, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, Mm-hmm. One, two, three, four, five, six. Ooh. One, two, three, four, five, six. A shack. She's oh, a shack. she's she's got a shack. Congratulations shack. to me. You know, girl can look good in a shack. We don't know. One time, God was in a shack. I'm marrying Ryan Gosling in my shack. I'm having three children with him in our shack. Shack appropriate. So shack appropriate. 
and we will be driving a little bug. Okay, so. <laughs> this is actually a very cute story and probably future movie. Yeah. <laughs> Ryan Gosling in a shack with a bug and just three cute little kids. Hollywood is really beating down my door to do a story about me and Ryan Gosling getting married. So. I am for this life. I'm for it. Okay, amazing. So, Rachel, I know you gave us Dream Streets uh, credentials, but how can we follow you? How can our folks at home find out what's uh, going on in your life? Yeah, um, you can follow me on Instagram. Uh, it is just my full name. So it's Rachel Bolter, B-O-E-L-T-E-R. Oh, wonderful. No dashes, no spaces, no nothing. And for you guys at home, uh, you can follow us on Twitter at BTB Podcast. On the Instas at Better Than Boys Pod, or you can always email us with questions, thoughts, comments, hate mail. We're open uh, to Better Than Boys Podcast at gmail.com. All right. All right. Rachel, thanks so much for joining us today, thanks, and uh, we will see you guys next week. Bye. Thanks for having Bye. me. Bye. Bye.